of Room. Welcome to Strictly Baseball. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedimer. And I said at the end of last pod, I said, next time we get on here, we're going to have some differing opinions of the baseball world. We're going to have some different emotional feelings. Some may be happy. Some may be sad. I am I am the sad one here. Rory is the very, very happy one. His team's going to the World Series. The Yankees are out once again. And, uh, you know, I teased the very end, too. I was like, oh, nine rematch. We didn't say it. We didn't get that. But the Phillies are back to the series for the first time since 09. So let's just start with that. Good vibes. And that's what the Phillies are on right now. It is good vibes. They have been the underdog in every series. They were the wild card team going in. The last team to get in last year, they wouldn't even be a playoff team. Uh, th- this is some good stuff by the Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce Harper's home run was what a, what every fan dreams of. And and for you, Rory, I mean, it, it had to be special. I mean, yeah. There's nothing. Phillies vibes right now are unreal. You know, match the Phillies with the Eagles also being 6-0. and uh, you're, the city is at peak right now. It is it is unreal. Uh, I have some friends inside Philly who are saying the entire city right now is just screaming for the Phillies. So they're all it, the city's covered in red, uh, even though the birds are six and zero, and it lines up perfectly. Have you seen the schedule? It's World Series, World Series, Eagles game, Eagles Sunday, World Series, World Series, World Series, and the Eagles games are on all the days off. It's unreal. <laughs> it's, Somehow they ran around that, but uh, no, it's amazing. And yeah, I what can you say more about that Harper home run? Uh, you knew he was going to come up with something. I knew I thought it was going to be a double, but for him to go opposite field to put us into the lead at the biggest spot of his career, yeah, was just unbelievable. And Mark DeRosa, you know, he was breaking down how he's had that. Uh, you know, that thing against him the entire his entire life. The first mention of Bryce Harper was when he was 13 in a uh, New York Times article. Uh, so he's had that stardom since he was 13. And then 16-year-old, uh, he's a Sports Illustrated cover. And, uh, you know, it's all just come up to this. Uh, he's a world, he's going to the World Series. Uh, he's going there as the NLCS MVP. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot to prove. And, him saying, I think him saying when he got that trophy, we're going to bring this shit home. The series might already be over. He's not going to say that if he's going to lose. The series might already be over. And I know the Astros are going to give us a fight, but we can get into that. But uh, that yeah. fired me up. Fired me up. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Bryce Harper right now, there's a very legitimate argument to be made that he's the best player in baseball right now. He can say whatever he wants. 419, five home runs, 11 RBIs in the postseason. Superstar, period. Um, he's doing it with a torn UCL. He's doing it coming off a separate injury uh, that kept him out until the end. He was cold going into the playoffs. But what do stars do? They turn it on at the times that they need to turn it on. And that's exactly what he did. And and also about the Phillies. This is not some fluke run for a wild card team that just got in. And they're, you know, ah, it's uh, this is they wouldn't have done this. This isn't that good of a team. They beat the NL Central champion, St. Louis Cardinals. They beat the defending World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. And then they beat the San Diego Padres, who beat the best team in the regular season, the L.A. Dodgers, and another 100-win team with the highest payroll in baseball, or one of them, the New York Mets. And so what better resume could you have going in to face the Astros? And it's still, even though you've done all that stuff, 
the Astros are still the Astros and are far more of a threat than any of those other teams just because of what they've done this postseason. And we'll get into predictions later, but you cannot talk any crap on this Phillies team. Right now, the holes that they had in the regular season are not really coming back to bite them at all. You know, defense is is a bit of a concern. And maybe, you know, against a team like Houston, where they're good defensively everywhere, maybe it comes back to bite you. But that's the only thing. If you're looking for a deficiency with the Phillies, it's that. And then they don't have the starting pitching depth that Houston has. But nobody does. So everyone has to, would have had to deal with that going against the Astros. But again, congratulations to the Phillies. And I'll throw it off to you on this point. Dave Dombrowski is a GM that he made the the the, uh, the Marlins, the first Marlins team that was good. He was at the head of that. The Detroit Tigers and their runs to the World Series, although they didn't win, he was at the head of that. The Bautista teams in Toronto that started winning, he was at the head of that. And now with Philadelphia, once again, just has come in, and now they're a short-term thing. And I read a very interesting thread on this, that while this is great and you love to see it, look at the – I mean, usually a GM that that's successful, maybe you're staying with one ball club. It's because of this short-term stuff. But I, I feel like this Phillies team is different to where there's guys that you can keep for a very long time. It's not like the Blue Jays where Bautista's in his 30s, Encarnacion's in his 30s. Same thing with the Tigers, where a lot of the starting pitchers were gone after their contracts. This is a Phillies group you can keep with the mind of Dombrowski that's committed to winning, and I love that from the Phillies. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's uh, And even then, for me to even think that, hey, Dombrowski actually could have done more is a little bit ridiculous, but he, he still could have. Uh, the Phillies right now, you know, they have two top prospects, pitching prospects, uh, in baseball, two of the top ones, Andrew Painter might be a top five prospect going into next season, and you didn't bring him up. Uh, you easily could have brought him up to be in this playoff run. Uh, yep. You could have had them in the bullpen. You could have had them as your four starter. I'd feel much better uh, about this team if Andrew Painter was going out there as my four starter. I'd feel great. Uh, and so even then, I'm thinking. Yeah, Dombrowski is good, and he pulled in, you know, Kyle Schwarber was one of his bigger moves, and I think Kyle Schwarber is really just a great glue guy that can also hit the shit out of a ball. Uh, <laughs> rock in there. And, you know, I, so it's crazy that even then I could say, hey, he should have done more, he could have done more, and we're still going to the World Series. So that's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. We're not – there's not a lot of pieces that will be leaving. Uh, Reese is one of the only pieces that I could see leaving, but after the series he's had – uh, and after what he's done, even though he only hits home runs and does nothing else, uh, he's hitting home runs that are like the biggest clutch home runs that you could have. Uh, so I don't know if you could really lose that, even though he is an absolute butcher in the field. Uh, but he's the only ones where like a contract he's still got to make. Uh, Harper, obviously, there for a while. JT Realmuto's there for a while. Schwarber's there for a while. Uh, Castellanos is there for a while. Wheeler's there for a while. Uh, Bohm and Stott, they're young. Oh, Gene Segura. Gene Segura, I guess, could be gone. Um, you got to get him a new contract. But then Brandon Marsh is under control till 2025. Uh, so you do have a center fielder at least if you want to keep with him. Uh, so, you know, you do have a lot of those pieces for a long time. You're very, you're, you're very right up on that. Yeah. And that's new for Dombrowski. Maybe, and maybe that's a bit overblown. I mean, there were still prospect pools in Toronto, but it's just sometimes when you're a team that goes over and over again to the playoffs and you're not indebted with an organization, they'll just move on. Uh, unlike another GM, Brian Cashman, who seems no matter what he does, he's just going to keep his job. 
Um, same thing with Aaron Boone and that regime over with the Yankees. And, uh, you know, I guess we can just shift into that now and the ALCS. And I'll throw it to you first. Just give me your thoughts on this series. Uh, I, I told you about this. Uh, I got invited to go to ALCS game four. That was real? I thought you were joking. No. <laughs> no, I woke up in the morning because my buddy was already going to go. And then his Yankee fan backed out. So I got invited to go to ALCS game four for free uh, with these nice tickets. And I had the quickest no in my entire life. I was like, nope. Phillies are on. I'm not doing that. I'm going to watch the Phillies clinch the World Series. Obviously, that's a good excuse. But I also wasn't driving to New York, uh, probably to see the Astros celebrate on your home field. And either way, I thought you guys would win one. I was thinking, hey, they're going to win one. I wanted you to win one. I was pulling for you guys to win one because now – we got to go face a fully rested Astros team. Uh, and is it, it, they weren't that big of convincing wins though. Uh, it's not like the Astros ever blew you out. Was there a game where they ever were like, Hey, we're like a world beater. Well, it, it's not really the world beater aspect. It's just the Yankees couldn't hit the pitching. And that that's the, the way that they attacked the Yankee hitters. They were just all over match every single one of them, except for maybe Rizzo and Bader. And uh, that that was the problem. And and so in terms of overpowering, in terms of the Houston offense, no, the Yankees pitching staff did a fairly good job, uh, despite even Aaron Boone having really, really terrible bullpen decisions, which can you we'll get into that. Can you specifically blame it on Boone and all that? But from a pitching aspect, they shut us down, period. And that that's going to be the danger for the Phillies is the Astros are pitching the Yankees hitters differently than anyone else. And they seem to have these scouting reports and plans and shit that nobody else has. And maybe these Phillies hitters are going to start seeing different looks. Yes, but the Yankees, the reason they lost is because they never had a fire. There was not one person who had a fire under their ass uh, that was getting this team going, getting the crowd riled up. Uh, there was not a single person that could say, hey, I'm the, I'm the freaking man right now. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to rip a double off. I don't care who's pitching. Uh, there wasn't a single one in the entire series, uh, and you wanted that to be Judge. You wanted that to be Judge. Uh, Stanton had a good series, I know that, but even then, it was still you know back and forth. I saw at one point he was hitting like two hundred in the series, and he ended. Yeah, up- he hit one eighty eight. It's just the RBI is nice, but one eighty eight. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> at one point, I saw him at three hundred. Yeah. Uh, but no, that is. Uh, I think that's more of a reason as to why you guys never really hit that Astros pitching, because no one was. I'm going to sack up right now, and I'm going to go do this. I think the Phillies, you know, they're not going to get shut out. They're not going to get shut out in the World Series. Uh, it's just not going to happen. They're going to capitalize on mistakes, and they're going to hit the fastballs that these pitchers are going to throw. I should well, that was, that was the interesting part, is the Yankees were terrible against the curveballs. Yep. And Framber Valdez, he, uh, his curveball was 46% whiff rate, which is the highest in baseball, and then Christian Javier – lowest opposing batting average in baseball, 121 to lefties, that's where they get you. Like, they, they just – they don't give up hits. Uh, and the they Phillies, make you the ability to capitalize on those curveballs. The Phillies can hit it whatever they want right now. Yeah, but that lefty-lefty curveball to Schwarber and, uh, you know – Is it Fromber? Is it Fromber? Yeah, he has the 46% whiff rate on that pitch. Uh, Fromber's going to go down. It's simple as that. Uh, you know, actually, I think Fromber's the game that they might win. Uh, Justin Verlander, 0-6 with a 5-plus ERA in his World Series starts. Uh, give me him game one. And I'm going to say the same thing that I said uh, last series. If you let me steal one in Houston, 
the series might as well end there. Uh, I don't think the Astros can win one at the bank. I don't think anyone can win one at the bank. The I, Is there an, a louder place right now? Have you seen the videos of a mile away Philly apartments hearing the last out and then dancing on my own as well outside oh, yeah. the house? No, it's, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Yankees never had that. And, and it's because uh, just the construction of the team at the end of the day. And, and you know, Cashman's going to be hired back. His contract's over. He's going to be hired back. And I said last week, you know, it's, I'm very hyperbolic about it. When you really look at it, the main point that I always have is one championship in his actual run of being the GM. He was not really the guy in the 90s. Everyone knows that. If you actually follow it, it was Stick Michael and all those guys. That, that was them. That they, they brought up everybody in that in that era and that core. And so the only championship he has is 09, where he bought it. And, you know, Mark Teixeira, CeCe Sabathia, A.J. Burnett, that whole crew, Nick Swisher, even though that wasn't really at the time, he was not supposed to start. They got Xavier Nady to play right field. He, he ended up getting injured in like April and never ended up playing again for the Yankees. But um, anyway, you're not going to fire him. He's not going anywhere. And – they're going to blame it on the fact, probably, well, we didn't have Andrew Benintendi. We didn't have LeMayu at full strength. Uh, well, you know what? The Astros didn't have Michael Brantley. Uh, to me, that doesn't mean you, you don't win a game. And and the real concern was you didn't have a shortstop. And you had four different shortstops, I think, in the series. Uh, or not four different, but four in, in a different order. You know, Oswaldo Cabrera played there, I think, twice. Uh, Oswald Peraza, the rookie that should have been seasoned throughout the regular season and then ready for the playoffs and should have been the starter in the playoffs, played one game against the lefty. Uh, and then they had IKF for that final game at shortstop, which they didn't play him in either elimination game because of the defensive problems. And then they played him in a game four elimination game. I don't know. I don't know what the thought press process was. Actually, IKF played twice. He played game one against Verlander. Because they said he has good stats against Verlander. So I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, I guess that's a reason to play IKF now. I thought you didn't like his defense. Now we're playing him in a game one of an ALDS. But it was just the inconsistency with the decisions, like that shortstop. And because of the shortstop being unsure, your left field was always unsure. You didn't know who your left fielder was going to be. You didn't know who your leadoff hitter was going to be. You didn't know who was going to hit third or fourth or fifth. And that was the Yankees' problem last year is when you don't have a lineup that every day you know who's sitting in front and behind of you. And, yeah, okay, if Benintendi was there, he would have been leadoff. And LeMayu, he would have had his spot. I get it. But you didn't have that, and you need to figure that out before the playoffs start, and they didn't. And, yeah, it has a lot to do with that Aaron Judge hit 139. And, you know, I'll save it for a few weeks from now when I cool down, but I'm even half considering not bringing Judge back. Uh, you know, after that playoff, you want a nine-year deal at 31 years old after that? You kidding me? What, what, what for? So, uh, you know, Aaron Boone, in terms of that specific criticism, uh, I can't blame him because from knowledge that I've just recently kind of learned through listening to John Boy, who has sources, Michael Kay and his show, the Yankees' decision-makers is not Aaron Boone and Brian Cash. It's not even just them two. It's a committee. It's a committee that makes decisions together. And when you have that, you don't have cohesion. And that's why some of these bullpen moves, they bring Garrett Cole out when it's bases loaded, no out, you're down 2 nothing. Why are you paying Garrett Cole $36 million? And if you're going to take him out, you bring in your best reliever, Luizaga. They didn't. They brought in Trevino, 
your fourth best option, and he gave up all three runs. And the answer was, that's Trevino's lane. What? That like, But that's the analytical mindset of the team. That's his lane. We like him against that bottom half of the order in that specific situation because the numbers say that he's better in that spot. How about it's the playoffs and you either stick with your ace or you go to the wise. There's no more gut. And that's the problem with the Yankees. They've got iPads in the dugout that they're all looking after each pitch. Not every team has that. Michael Kay said, you see a Yankee making out, the first thing they're doing, it's right to the iPad. And so, you know, next steps for the Yankees, who knows? Again, that's another thing for future pods. You know, Rizzo, there's a rumor he's going to opt out. And to me, that means Judge might not be back. They're buddies. If Rizzo's opting out, that might be some tea leaves that Judge is leaving. Um, but, yeah, I'm not calling for new Judge. The only alternative I would take is Theo Epstein because, unfortunately, Hal Steinbrenner, I don't think, has the brains to go for anyone that could be better than Cashman. And technically, with the prospect pool that the Yankees have, Maybe you just give it a shot and you just keep going. But is it just the definition of insanity at this point when it's not working? So it, it's it's a very tough conundrum of just this analytical, just mosh pit of a, of a franchise that they don't think by the gut. They have this mindset. They think they're better than everyone else, and they're not. And they just got swept and embarrassed. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I really, I really don't think there's a singular move that can be made where you're like, "Hey, that's gonna improve us," you know, "that's gonna, that's what's gonna happen, and that's gonna make us better." Uh, it just seemed as if the team, you know, even in the even in the ALDS, they didn't really have anything. Yeah, yeah. Playing, they're just playing a little like the worst team. Uh, yep. they, they snuck it out against the Guardians. And, you know, I think it sucks that you guys were going into the playoffs, you know, as a, like, holy shit, we're on a pretty bad, you know, we're stinking right now, uh, versus when you guys are going to the all-star break with 70 wins. Uh, if you start going to the playoffs then, I could see you having some fire. Uh, it's 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 hard because Rizzo, I saw Rizzo in the three spot, and he is long past his spot, time in the three. Good player. Well, I'll combat that. I mean, 800-plus OPA. He had a good year, fifth in the AL in home runs, and he missed a month. It was a good year. Three-hole? For this team, bro. I mean, who else? I, you didn't have there, You didn't have anyone else. You need if, to. It, if it was – so if they had the full lineup and it was Benintendi and LeMayu, they would have went Benintendi, Judge, Stanton three, Rizzo four, because Boone has this weird thing where he doesn't go lefty-righty-lefty. Then it probably would have been LeMayu five. And yeah. then wherever from that, and Donaldson would have been on the bench. Which, by the way, if any move where you can unanimously criticize Brian Cashman, it's that twenty-five million dollars for Josh Donaldson that he's going to have to pay next year because not one team's taking that contract even at fifty percent, and they are stuck with that next year, and that's a big problem. And they did that to get IKF the shortstop stopgap that they didn't play in elimination games that stunk at defense that they said was good at defense the whole season. It's just unbelievable. I mean. Even for you, that you don't follow the team, you saw Matt Carpenter take his at-bats, and he hadn't hit in three months. Mm-hmm. They're going off a guy that had a three-week hot streak. It's unreal. And a mustache. <laughs> and a mustache. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. To that point that you made earlier about the curveballs, I did see the video of uh, Josh Donaldson watching three floaters oh. right down the plate. And I'm like, dude, what are you getting paid for to not swing at one of those floaters? 
And then his interviews. He says he's like, I had some good at-bats. What a loser. That's Sunday league. That's Sunday league that you go you go pull off those little meatballs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, uh, again, it's ultimately disappointing. I'll break down the Yankee offseason when the offseason comes a little bit. You know, uh, we'll, we'll get into that at that time. There's a lot to be dissected. Again, Rizzo might opt out. We don't know the judge situation. Technically, Cashman and Boone are not back yet. Even though Boone's under contract, they could still fire him. It's not going to happen. It's going to be the same thing. The only thing that I would call for, which I think is obvious, player development, all that stuff. I I saw a graphic where everyone in the front office has been there basically since 2001. Clean house of everyone, at least in those positions, because something needs to change somewhere. Uh, But that's all I'll say about the Yankees for now. Well, again, I'll tease it for future podcasts. But now the World Series, uh, it's coming on Friday. This is going to be, I mean, I set it on backyard bets. Usually I don't give my baseball picks before strictly baseball, but because I was giving series bet picks, I was just going to say it. I said, if you want to make some money, go pick the Phillies, hammer that underdog. And after the Yankees losing because of analytics, I'm not going to make a decision based off analytics. I'm going to make a decision off of vibe, off of energy. That Philly squad, I don't care what you say, they don't care right now. It's been consistent. I doubted them against the Padres. They beat them in five. They didn't even go back to San Diego. That This, I mean, bro, the vibes are there. I mean, who called them in five, by the way? <laughs> hey, this guy. I told you, you, you steal one in San Diego, the game's over. The series is over. I'm going to say it again. You steal it in Houston. The series might be over. Uh, the only kicker this time, we're not playing Mike Clevenger in game four, uh, you know, where we can have Bailey Falter go out there, give up four in the first, and then you go hammer Mike Clevenger to get right back into the game. You'll be going out there against Lance McCullers or Christian Javier, and that that's really going to determine the series. Noah Syndergaard, no doubt in my mind, he's got to be the guy going out there for game four. Uh, if I had my way, it would have been Andrew Painter. Um Either way, Noah Syndergaard, I feel like he's just going to sack up. Uh, it's a big-time spot for him. You know, He's going back to the World Series after losing it in uh, 2015 with the Mets. Going back out there, uh, you know, I feel good. I feel good about him, and I feel good about the offense. Uh, like I said, just win one in Houston. You just got to win one in Houston. And if you want to talk about making money right now, Bryce Harper's plus 550 for the World Series MVP. I'm hammering hmm. that with all my will. And then if you want to even talk about crazier, hammer fills in five. It's plus 650. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's where I'm going. Those are those would be my two bets to make. I think Harper's a lock. Um, if, he, like, if the Phillies are going to win, it's going to be Harper and the MVP. There's no doubt about it. There can't be anyone else. So it's going to be Harper and... I don't know what the Phil's in five. I feel good about that one too, but whew, it, it, it is exciting. It's exciting baseball, and I'm excited to see it happen because I honestly, I'm a guy that doesn't hate Houston. Uh, Philly and Houston do have a lot of connection. Uh, talk about getting Brad Lidge, uh, you know, Michael Bourne, Hunter Pence. Uh, there's a lot of trades. Oh, Roy Oswalt. A lot of trades that have happened uh, between Philly. Um, and Houston, and I do have one of my buddies that uh, he, we always talk about how many connections there are between Houston and Philly. Greg Ward from the Eagles uh, had a few clutch moments uh, in the past few years. He's a uh, University of Houston uh, player, and, you know, it's 
it's interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. So I don't actually hate them. Uh, but it's Phillies. It's the Phillies, and you're going to hammer it. And I hope you pick them this time. Although, have you picked them against them every single time? No, I did pick – I well, oh, yeah, I did pick Braves. You might have picked Braves and you picked the Padres. Yeah, there's no way you picked the cards. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely went Philly because we were both, you know, Nolan Wheeler on getting stopped by no number one and two in St. Louis. Yep. Um, and that's the thing now. That's the thing that I was telling you about it. I don't know if it's the first time where Nolan Wheeler are not like the clear, like cut, we're the better pitcher. So, it's yeah. gonna, you know, Nola's probably going game one. That's what I'm hearing today. It's going to be Nola versus Justin Verlander. The last time Nola played the Astros was the last time they lost, and Nola was perfect through seven. So it's, uh, it's a good person to throw out there. And then Zach Wheeler against Frommer Valdez. I like that matchup. Bring Ranger home. It's going to be against Javier McCullers. McCullers looked yeah, weak. That's where I could see, you know – if you're tied coming out of Houston, I could see dropping those two games potentially, but it's in that stadium, which is where you want those matchups to be. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, McCullers looked weak. I think, I think, yeah, you know, it's, I had a tweet on it. I don't have it up, but in their celebration for the DS, he cut the same arm in a very similar spot where I think he had Tommy John or some sort of elbow surgery. Mm. With a bottle of champagne, and it was a big scratch. Wow! So may, that could have affected his last start. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> uh, but I think he's beatable. I think Fromber. You're right. Fromber probably will give us the best, like the hardest matchup. I think we hit Verlander. I think we might hit Christian Javier. Me and you both know we both had Christian Javier. He's hittable. Uh, he's definitely been hittable during the season. There's no doubt about that. Unhittable. He's when he to- can't throw strikes. When he when he loses control of the strike zone and he goes less innings, that's where you got to get him. It just so happens he likes playing against the Yankees. Uh, so that's that was the only thing in that. Uh, he's definitely hittable though. Uh, so I'm not really nervous about that. They do have good bullpen pieces. They got some great bullpen pieces. Zach Stevens and tell me about it. Uh, but. Hunter Brown and Luis Garcia out the pen is dangerous. Uh, and or Kitty. Uh, and then, yeah, that's right. Hector yeah. Neris. What about Hector Neris coming back to Philly and Bryce Harper takes him deep skis? The crowd would erupt. Yeah, talk about a connection there. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Ryan Presley locked down. Every pitcher Houston has, you got to be scared of him. And those hitters, I mean – Jordan Alvarez was pretty – he was actually shut down against the Yankees. He didn't do much, but Bregman's a world beater. Uh, Altuve's not going to stay down for long. Is that bat started to get better as that series ended? Um, Gurriel was the best hitter in that series. Yeah, he's red hot and, uh, you know, very opposite of his regular season, but he's back for the postseason. Then Kyle Tucker's can go yard at any time. And Jeremy Pena, what a series by him. Um, did not have him in my top 10 shortstops after the season, even though he led the, the league in DRS defensively. It's shortstop's a tough position. Um, but after that CS, despite some regular season pedigrees from some other shortstops, I'm like, that dude's going to be top 10 because he can pick it and he's hitting home runs like that. It's an impressive young shortstop. So you, you got guys at every spot of the lineup. I, I mean, even Chaz McCormick, Hit a two-run shot against the Yankees. Maldonado can get it done in the postseason. He's experienced in these spots. 
And that's one thing that you can't take away from Houston. And, you know, again, 17, they cheated. 19, there's people that definitely think they cheated, even though it's not proven, uh, you know, with the buzzer situation with Altuve. Uh, but this year, there's not a whisper of anything going on with them. This is the first time that you can actually 100% say this is the Houston Astros and this is what they do, and they win baseball games in the postseason, and they have not lost a game yet. So uh, because of that, I think this series will go back to Houston, and if the Phillies are going to win it, it's going to have to take seven. Uh, you know, not a, none of these series have won seven games uh, at all, so that's going to be a new thing for the postseason. I think one of them has to. Baseball wants it for the ratings. Uh, I think this will go seven, and I think the Phillies will win it close. So you think Phillies in seven? Yeah. How many are the Astros pulling out at the bank? Definitely game four. Wow. All right. So you're pulling out the easy one? Yeah. I mean, game four. I would even say game three. I, I, I mean, game three. I mean, if you're throwing up. No. no. It's going to be low. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's just, I mean, 170 opposing batting average from Javier. That don't that doesn't lie. Who even knows if they go Javier? They're gonna have everyone on full rest. They could go McCullers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they switched McCullers with Javier three four because of the uh, the setback with the scratch. Yeah. So you know they could flop them, but even that, I mean, McCullers against Ranger, I think it's the same idea. I mean, McCullers has won championships. He knows how to pitch in the postseason. And he's one of he's one of the most consistent. I'd say he's a top thirty, top twenty five pitcher in the big leagues. So it, it's tough. You're right. I, I, I if the Phillies do win it, I think it would be. If I go with my baseball brain, it would be seven. It'd have to be. But <laughs> if I go with my my smart intellect, if I want to go with my heart, it's Phillies in five till I die. Uh, and there and there's no. Uh. And there is no doubt about it. Uh, Repeat of last week. Yeah, it's it, you can't you can't tell me that I'm gonna lose at the bank. I don't know what I don't know what to say. It is way too hostile of an atmosphere. It's yeah. it, it reminds me of uh, Seattle when Seattle uh, the Seahawks were in the uh, you know in contention all the time. Uh, that stadium got loud, and you would have to practice uh, as a football player. You have to practice dealing with like that loud. You know, the twelfth man is what they were running with. Uh, that place was loud and it was rocking during that time. But that's what's really reminding me of. I think it's gone even farther. It's uh, it's amazing. It really. I is mean, amazing. it's. Every, I have not every pitch there. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I I have not looked up on YouTube in person fan reactions to anything in a very long time, and I looked it up for that Harper home run, just to see the people in the stands. My God, dude. I mean, I, I was, I mean, it was making me almost teary. I was like, this is fucking beautiful shit. Unreal. And you saw it to the Moneyball music, right? The Moneyball music? No. Oh, they made it to the uh, Moneyball, the Moneyball like song. So like oh, right when uh, um, Scott Hattieberg uh, hits the home run to like win game 20 or whatever. Uh and he has like the crack of the bat, and yeah. He, and the Billy Bean looks up. Uh, they did they did the Harper home run to that, but with the music in the background as well. That's and, awesome. Uh, Joe did honestly two great calls on that home run. I want to hear what. I would love to hear the San Diego Padres call of it, but uh, 
Joe Davis, the swing of his life, uh, that's going to live in history. Uh, it's probably going to be played during Harper's Hall of Fame induction, which is inevitable. Uh, it's and But Scott France, Franski as well, uh, Bedlam at the Bank. Uh, it is – that's also unbelievable. All-timer. Uh, it's an all-timer as well. So two great calls on that. And uh, is Joe Davis – is Joe Davis the uh, – he's got to be the World Series guy, right? Yeah, he's going to be the World Series guy until he either leaves Fox or retires. I mean, the, these – Davis in the World Series. Yep. I, I, listen, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago about how Joe Buck isn't doing it anymore. And I retweeted, I forget the guy, but he said basically what I thought. I was upset to see Buck leave. I mean, he was my inspiration to pursue play by play. You know, sitting there, oh nine, the Yankees are back on top. You know, that that's that was what wanted me to get into announcing. And uh, you know, good for him. He took the bag with ESPN, but Joe Davis is a new dude. And, you know, he's the Dodgers play by play guy in the regular season. And, you know, I've heard him nationally before. I like him. It was like, damn, it's not Joe Buck. And that cements him. The Joe Davis can be the World Series guy forever now. That you just, as a, as a national broadcaster, you, you need that call to be a national broadcaster. And he got that. I mean, that that's it. Oh, he's delivered several times. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper's, I think, NL. And that's right. It hard, sorry, but you guys specifically – Davis had the Braves Phillies because uh, he didn't. Adam Amen had the other Fox series, so you had him the whole way through. You know he's hit. He's hit on a lot. Uh, so I mean, he killed the Harper one in NLDS, and Harper hits one to right. This place explodes because uh, I mean the place was rocking. Uh, and then also JT Realmuto's inside the park home run, uh, and it kicks away from Harris, and Realmuto can run for days. Uh, another great one. So he's hit several times. I really, he's really grown on me. Uh, my dad said some stuff about Joe, John Smoltz uh, talking too much, but uh, I won't say anything bad about him because, I mean, we've just been rocking so far and I know who uh, reps him, so I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down with it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. It's going to be a fun one. There's no way the Phillies go down like the Yankees did. I, I would, No, no. I would cry. I would really would cry. <laughs> and it's then a I'd terrible be, feeling. I'd be Eagles football. Okay, we're six and zero. <laughs> and you know, and you know what would be make it even better is that in two weeks, uh, we do play the Houston Texans. Uh, so oh. I mean, if we lose the World Series, I could see the Philadelphia Eagles going up like fifty to nothing on the Texans just for just for revenge. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. Uh, other baseball news: uh, Bruce Bochy back with the Texas out of retirement. Back with the Texas Rangers, three-year deal to be their manager. And then another one, uh, Miami Marlins, Skip Schumacher, hired as their manager. Uh, highly respected dude, played with the Cardinals for a bunch of years. And when you're, I mean, listen, you come into the league, your manager's Larusa, you're in the Cardinals organization, which is one of the best for most of your career. And, uh, you know, that's what I want. I want a little bit of old school, and I want that new school mixed in. And with Schumacher, I feel like I, I could get that. Yeah, no, that is uh, that is an interesting one. I'm I'm very intrigued by that one. I saw that today, and I was like, huh, alrighty, alrighty. Yeah, that um, could play. Marlins are an exciting team. They do have they do have some good young pitching prospects. Oh yeah, uh, they got they got dog shit for an offense. They need something else going there. Uh, I don't like any of their prospects coming up. Uh, Miguel Rojas is one of the uh, you know he's older now. Can't say he's a prospect. 
He's uh, su- super inconsistent. You're gonna have to get rid of him. Uh, Jazz Chisholm's their best best offensive player. We played sixty games. Yeah, sixty games, injured all the time. Don't care. Uh, yeah, no, they need to they need to change on offense for sure. So they're still a few pieces away, even though they do have some phenomenal pitching. Well, yeah, you got to use it to get some offense, and uh, they almost did that at the deadline, but pulled it back with the Yankees. They were about to send Pablo Lopez to New York for Glaber and a package involving Glaber, so that would you know maybe they rekindle that because I think the Yankees, with the salary Glaber's about to make, will probably move off of him in the offseason. But uh, and then Phil Nevin staying with the Angels, he was re uh, up John Schneider re-upping with the Blue Jays, and of course, Rob Thompson re-upping with the Phillies. And then the only open job right now, or the only open two, are the White Sox and the Royals. And, and the last thing we'll talk about here, I saw a rumor, Ozzie Guillen is being considered for the White Sox. Again? Yeah. Wow. Joe Madden's got to go somewhere, right? Oh, man. White Sox would fit him. That would be the better choice. Yeah. He's got to go somewhere. Yeah, go back to Chicago. Same idea, young group that needs a a winning culture. Yep. Man, who's the other, who's the other opening? Uh, Kansas City. No way, Madden goes there. No way. Yeah, no. I don't. They're gonna sign some run of the muck person. Uh, but yeah, Topper, give me Rob Thompson. Uh, I still, you know, I text you every time where I don't agree with the move. Yeah. Uh, my God, if this comes back to bite me, that could be the series. Uh, and just uh, it's, it stays working. It keeps working. I'm going to moves. It. I'm riding with Philly Rob. Riding with Philly Rob. You should. Because if I ever did get on Survivor, my name would have been Philly Roar. So, I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, something to look forward to if you're a fan of this pod. Uh, we will be making some promotional content for the Four City Owls that centers around my misery and the upcoming future. Uh, we have it coordinated out with Sabrina and everything. Uh, you know, she told me that she was like, you know, I, I, Rory and I, we talked about this thing uh, that you, this little idea you had, is this still something you're up for? You know, I know you're grieving right now. And my response was, I was like, oh, definitely I'm in, but I, I need some grieving time. Yeah. No, she told me about it. I, uh, I'm glad <laughs> you're doing it. It's, <laughs> you can make it so funny. Uh, and then also when we see each other in person in December, uh, some more, uh, some more promos coming your way. Don't even know if we can make them four city related, but just throw them out there. Oh, just we just got to do it. We have to just throw them on the Twitter. Okay. Just get some clicks. <laughs> just get some clicks. At Joy Molinaro. Like our tweet again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, alrighty, man. Well, I was watching some of our promos today before I went to work. I watched the, uh, I went to work. I'm literally at my desk right now. Uh, <laughs> I watched the Savannah Banana promo, and then, dude, my I think my favorite is the uh, is training the uh, bark. That's right, bark night. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh man, Maisie was the best. I miss that dog. But uh, hey, I hope the next time we're hopping on this pod, uh, your world champions and the Astros are dead in the water, because then I'll be able to say. They don't have a championship without a hint of cheating inside. And I would love to be able to say that after this series is over. So we will have another Strictly Sports before the week ends. Backyard Bets uh, will already be uploaded by the time I upload this. We usually try to upload that on Thursday. So I'll probably just upload this on Thursday as well, day before the World Series. 
Um, on the last Strictly Sports, CJ and I dove into hockey for the first five games of the season. Uh, so if you want to check that out, I know hockey's really undercovered right now with all the you know sports equinox time. Uh, it's going to be undercovered, so we made sure to cover it for you. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. Um, thank you, Rory, for coming on. We'll be on after the World Series. And uh, I, I forget it every time, but Steve Cashin, uh, his prediction, and I'll, I'll just read it out. Uh, I'll go back to his text. Uh, I hate that I saved this for the end. I might even edit this and put it at the beginning. But uh, he said, well, every single prediction I have made has been wrong this postseason. I can't stand Philly, so I'll say them in six. But in reality, I don't see any weaknesses in the Astros lineup slash staff. Uh, and then I just said, I said, I feel the same way. Philly just has the vibes, which is unanalytic. Uh, and then he said, I'm rooting for the Astros 1,000%. You're disgusting, Steve. He said Philly in six or Astros in six? He said, well, every single prediction I've made has been wrong this postseason. I can't stand Philly, so I'll say them in six. I can't stand Philly, so I'll say them in six. Is that? <laughs> what is Steve doing? What are we? Steve. He can't stand them, so I'll say them in six. That makes no sense. Hey, is I he, love it. Well, is he saying that he want, everyone's been wrong, so he's going to predict Philly uh, so that that will be wrong? Right. I think that's that's yeah. that's a very Steve thing to do. Yeah, that's a bum move right there. <laughs> Big time bum, Steve. <laughs> you, you, you dog. I feel like Connor Daly's not root for Philly either. Uh, he's not a Bryce Harper guy. How are you not a Bryce Harper guy? If there's anyone in the world who's not a Bryce Harper guy, uh, you're out of your goddamn mind. Dude is completely different from the time where you guys hated him uh, in Washington where you know he could have just given off a douchebag vibe, even though it was just like, yeah, I'm the GOAT vibe. Uh, he's come way longer than that, and uh, he's you got to love him. You have to. Absolutely. I did forget, and I will put this at the beginning of the pod now, but uh, any last words for Dave Bishop? The second we ended last week's pod, I was like, shit, we didn't do that. Any last words for Dave Bishop? Yeah. I'm way over the Braves. They, I can't even talk about Dave Bishop anymore. I'm way over them. So, I mean, he's he's been six feet under, and he's staying there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can kiss that goodbye. I can't. I, yeah. it's, uh, it's ride or die World Series now. Let's go. It's a good way to end it. We'll see you after the World Series. For Rory Tedimer, I'm Jacob Brown, and we'll see you next week.